0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the professional sports talk podcast as always i'm your host jack murphy Thank you so much for tuning into this christmas eve edition of my podcast i've got plenty to cover for you guys this week Or I guess this episode Happy holidays first and foremost. I hope you guys are having a great time with friends and family Playoffs are just around the corner and it's time for teams to get hot or cool off before getting into the tournament I'm going to start with some key matchups, a lot of playoff implications in this one. Um, actually, I guess I'm going to start with my best bets and then I'm going to get into key matchups. Uh, I'm then going to finish up this episode with my playoff predictions, including the Super Bowl seeding and how, how all that is going to go down and how I, who I think is going to end up victorious in this year's Super Bowl. COVID is making these games harder and harder to bet on. So many key players are out and key players are still going to the list uh but I'll get to that there's been a ton of covid announcements in the past couple weeks it's spreading like wildfire so stay safe out there guys and yeah we're going to get into the christmas games the first game I've got is the packers versus the browns i think the packers keep rolling in this one i'm still not really trusting baker mayfield um this is not really a game i want to bet on in any way but just since it's just around the corner, I'm going to get to it very quickly, and then I'm going to talk about the Colts Cardinals, and then I'll get into some of my best bets. So again, I think the Packers keep rolling on this one. I'm still not really trusting Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to be back in this one. I'm not entirely sure. Even if he's if he is, um, I don't think it's going to make a difference at all because. This game is tomorrow. I think the earliest he can clear protocols is tomorrow. So he wouldn't be practicing for the last couple weeks. More than likely, it's going to be Nick Mullins once again. And obviously, I just don't think Nick Mullins is going to be able to keep up with Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur. In a way, I think that Cleveland's defense could give Green Bay some problems. But again, it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Matt LaFleur. They game plan very, very well. Um, They assess defenses very well. And they know how to pick teams apart. They've proven time and time again, even when they're shorthanded themselves, that they can tear apart a defense. This Cleveland team, their strength is supposed to be their defense, um, but I just don't really think it matters in this one. Something to throw out there is Aaron has been listed as a did not participate on the injury report for three weeks straight now. You can take that how you will but that's freaking incredible. It's obvious he's not just absolutely doing nothing. Um, I doubt he's just not practicing for three weeks, but he's not in the usual team drills and stuff like that. So it has what he's doing right now. It's that much more impressive that he's got this beat up toe, and he's literally not practicing with his team, and he's still just absolutely tearing defenses apart. And of course, in Green Bay, they're getting healthier. They're getting some guys back. I think Jair Alexander should be back, Uh, David Bakhtiaris on pace, I don't think he's going to start or anything like that, but he's getting healthier. My point is, um, I think that confidence is going in that locker room tremendously. They know what's at stake. They, I don't think they're going to slip up and lose this number one seed while other teams in the NFC are falling behind. Obviously, the Cowboys haven't really lost stride, but the Bucks lost recently. The Cardinals are in a little bit of a slip right now. So I think the, that Green Bay is going to take full advantage of that. I think they they know what's at stake. They're going to be going for that one seed. and. Cleveland has a lot of talent I could definitely see them covering here but again I could also see Green Bay giving Baker or whoever else is starting that quarterback a ton of headaches because their defense has been very very solid even with some of their guys being out and again they're only getting healthier and if you don't have anyone else on the waiver wire Green Bay's defense is definitely someone you might want to be streaming this week because again I, I think it's Nick Mullins that's going to be starting. I could see a lot of mistakes coming through here. And Green Bay's defense has been really good all year. So definitely someone you're going to want to look for. Not a game I'm going to be betting on, but I think Green Bay just steps up big in the moment. The next Christmas game that I'm honestly looking forward to a lot more than the Green Bay uh, Green Bay Packers Cleveland Browns game, because I think it's going to be a lot closer of a game. There's bigger implications for both teams, because I'm not saying the Browns know it's over and they're just going to mail it in. But again, the Green Bay just has so much more to play for right now than Cleveland. Of course, I'm talking about the Colts versus the Cardinals. Um, This game is in the desert, but I think the Colts keep rolling in this one. I'm not saying that the cards continue their free fall because I think that we're going to see less mistakes from Kyler. I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, they know how important winning this one would be for playoff implications and stuff like that. I think you hear the rookie Zaven Collins name a lot in this one. I'm hoping he can get back on the field. They haven't been using him nearly as much and he's one of their best run stuffing linebackers. So I think you're going to hear his name said a lot in this game. But let's be honest, the Colts had the most pro bowlers in the league for a reason. This team has talent absolutely everywhere. And like I've said in previous episodes, I think the Cardinals are really going to miss DeAndre Hopkins in this one. Um, their identity without him is a little, uh, uh, what's the word? It's a little unpredictable. It's kind of all over the place. Um, DeAndre Hopkins just draws so much attention from a defense it opens up everything for everyone else. And I think we continue to see the effects of that. We already saw them last week when they were playing Detroit. I think that really affected that game. And I think we continue to see it here. Overall, though, I mean, I just think the Colts are a much better team right now. Uh, they're better coached. They've got more talent. And I think the inexperience and immaturity of the Cardinals is really showing through. Obviously, their head coach is very young. They've got a very young um quarterback. They've got a lot of young talent in their wide receiver room. They've got a long a lot of young talent in their defense including Buda Baker, uh Byron Murphy, guys like that. So I think we really just see the Colts' identity and um the Colts' coaching staff really outplay the Cardinals here. I think we continue to see we know how good their running offense is led by Jonathan Taylor. We know that their offensive line is Definitely the best run blocking offensive line in the league. One of the best pass blocking offensive lines as well. And let's just put it this way. I'm very bought in on the Colts. If they play the bills wildcard weekend, they're going to win again, but I'll get to that later. Like I said, I've got all my playoff predictions and super bowl picks later in this episode. All I'll say is I could seriously see this team playing on February 12th at SoFi stadium. And looking how they match up against other AFC playoff teams, such as the Bengals, Chargers, we already know they've beaten the Patriots and the Bills. I mean, shit, I could even see them beating the Titans and the Chiefs, and I wouldn't be shocked. Again, I'm really bought in on this team. The only thing that really does scare me is Carson Wentz. Um, But we've seen them manage him very well. He's not being asked to do too much. And he has his moments where he does look very good. So again, I just think the identity is so strong there. This this team is so juiced up. they know that they have a shot. Realistically, if the Titans lost yesterday to the 49ers, I think that they would be even more motivated to win this one because they they would know that the AFC South title could be potentially fought for. Um, Again, it's now that Tennessee has one, they pretty much have that division in the bag. But still, I think the Colts want to assert themselves as a legit AFC contender. And I think they will in this one. Um, again, I'm not saying that the Cardinals won't keep it close, because I think they realize how big the implications for the are for themselves as well. But I just really like what the Colts are doing right now. I really like what they've got cooking there. And I think all those players are so bought in and they're just such a talented team that I like the Colts in this one a lot. Um, Again, not one I really want to bet on, but if I were, if you want to make some money on Christmas day, um, I would probably avoid the Packers game and I would put some money on the Colts in this one because they are underdogs as of now, I believe by a point. All right, now let's get to some of my best bets and then we'll, we'll, End this segment by getting back to some more key matchups because there are a couple more that I want to talk about. First, let's talk. Let's talk about the Steelers at Kansas City. Kansas City um, has two of its weapons out. It's sounding like Travis Kelsey might be able to get off the COVID list by the time this game comes around, but it doesn't sound like Tyree Hill would be around for this one. And due to those weapons, either not being full strength or not being there at all. I really like the Steelers to cover in this one. I mean, we know Mike Tomlin is just fucking amazing. He always seems to have great game plans for team. And then TJ Watt is also fucking amazing. I could see them really putting a wrench in the Chiefs game plan in this one. Um, Mike Tomlin, every time you count him out is really when he's at his best. Uh, just like last week, we at least for me, I didn't think he could beat the Titans. The Titans honestly should have won that game. They just beat themselves. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to beat themselves, but I believe the spread, I mean, let me check right now. I believe it was at nine points the last time I checked. Uh, it's at eight and a half, and that's just too many points for me and a Mike Tomlin-led team. Um, I know Pittsburgh's offense has been pretty pathetic at times outside of the occasional Deontay Johnson connection with Big Ben. Um, by the way, he's a wide receiver one this week. Excuse me, a little burp. He's a wide receiver one this week. Um on the low end, but still wide receiver one. Uh, I think they're going to find ways to slow down this chief's offense, uh, again, with those guys out with COVID and so much of their passing game the past few weeks has been from yards after the catch from those two dudes that I mentioned earlier, Travis Kelsey, Tyree kill. And again, even if Travis Kelsey is back for this one, I doubt he's going to be full strength. And so even if the Steelers offense stalls out as they do. I think their defense can keep it close. Uh, just eight and a point, eight and a half points is far too many for me for how long I've doubted the Steelers and how continuously they've proved me wrong. Mike Tomlin, just again, just a great, amazing coach. One of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, got a lot of leaders on this team, a lot of veterans. Uh, they've been around. They know how to deal with games like this. They've been in games like this with their back against the wall. And I'm not saying they win this one, but again, they keep it close to them. some people think. And I think the Chiefs offense can be a little more resemblant of the Chiefs offense of the beginning of the year. I think they're going to stall out a little bit. Uh, and I think Tyreek Hill is just a really big hit uh, to take away from this offense. He, again, he's one of those guys that he's like a DeAndre Hopkins. Every single time he's in the field, the defense has to be accounting for him. Uh, every single time he's there, the defense has given extra attention to him and it opens up things for everybody else. So with Travis, Kelsey is really the focal point in this game, assuming he does play and he's again, likely not going to be a hundred percent. I just really don't like that formula for the chiefs to cover by more than eight and a half points. So give me the Steelers there to cover the points. All right, next game. You can call me a Homer on this one, but I really don't care. Um, I'm taking my bears to cover both of these teams are in very sim- similar situations right now, which is just kind of something to think about. Um, both of these teams want their coach, or at least fan bases, want their coach fired. Both of these teams have very low cap space. Both fan bases are pretty unhappy and uncertain about the future right now. The biggest difference is the quarterback situation, mostly because it feels like Russell Wilson knows that this whole thing is over. It doesn't seem like he's coming back. He, he, I mean he. Already starting from the beginning of the year to last year, you really heard these scenarios where Russell Wilson would get out of Seattle. And it just really feels like he knows it's over. He knows he's not playing for a playoff spot. And at least in the Bears, um, they're playing for their future quarterback again. Just announced just before this episode came out. Nick Foles is the starter in this game. So I don't really I mean <sighs> Doesn't really change my opinion about it too much. I mean, both of these offenses have had moments where they just looked extremely stale. Both offenses also have seen flashes in moments where they shine through explosive plays with their receivers on the perimeter. So I think we could see some some defensive breakdowns, some big plays in this one. But overall, I think it's just going to be a really ugly game. And Chicago's defense is still really, really solid, even missing all those guys last week. And hopefully they'll be getting some of them back. I think Akeem Hicks is out this week, so that really hurts. But hopefully guys like Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, uh, Tashawn Gibson, guys like that will be back, and that'll hopefully help out. And again, I'm a homer, but it's my show. So I really like the Bears to cover six and a half points in this one. It just feels like a little too much too much points for me, Um, mostly, again, because Russell Wilson's basically shipping in. He knows it's over. Pete Carroll knows he's going to be done after this season, too. I'm going to pause this really quick because you guys can probably hear my dad letting out my dogs in the background. All right. As I was saying, I think Russell Wilson's really just shipping it in. He knows this is done. I think Pete Carroll pretty much knows this is done too. Obviously, he's still going to have his guys playing for his job. Um, But again, I think this could be a really ugly low scoring game. I think six points is too much. I still think the Seahawks win this one, but I think it's one of those games where it ends up being like 17, 14, something in that range, like maybe 20 to 17 on the high end. Um, I don't know what actually I can just check. The over-under on this game has to be pretty damn low, I'd imagine. Um Let me see. Oh, it doesn't say on here. Sorry about that. I don't know. I'm on the lines.com, so shout out to the lines for giving me all these odds. They've got odds from DraftKings here, they've got odds from Caesar Sportbook, FanDuel, Bet MGM, and Points Bet as well as a few other sites, but they don't actually have the over under on this, which is kind of surprising. I guess I could look it up separately, but it's fine. It's not really worth it. Um, I would say if the over under, if the under in this game is like 42 and a half points, I'd probably take that under. I'll just put it that way. Because again, both of these defenses can give teams problems. They can be very annoying. I mean, shit, even the Seahawks last week held the, uh, the Rams to just 20 points so again i could see some heavy defense in this one uh the bears defense and the bears as a whole just completely outplayed the vikings last week uh that game was extremely frustrating holy shit um yeah it was that was uh, that was painful i'll just put it that way that was very very painful um all right yeah i guess enough said there that that game sucked anyways like my bears to cover let's talk about the next game um the next games I'm going to talk about are ones that I'm not necessarily betting on. I don't think they're worth betting on, except maybe if you're an Eagles fan, I think the Eagles are going to kill the Giants this weekend. So yeah, I mean, ten point ten point spread is a lot in the NFL, but they're playing some nasty football and I've been sleeping on them. Um, crazy to say it, and I'm spoiling it for later, but I've got this team making the playoffs as a seven seed. They have quietly become not one of, but the best rushing team in the league in terms of yards per game. I mean, Jalen Hurts really adds to that, but hey, it's working. And we've seen it work in the past. I mean, we've seen this Lamar Jackson offense work through this formula. We've seen Colin Kaepernick work through this formula. We've even seen Robert Griffin III work for this formula. And I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for Eagles fans as a whole. Um, Where I work, shout out Salty at the Beach. We've got a herd of Eagles fans come in and watch the game every time they play. So Eagles kind of have a special place in my heart due to that. Um, they've really never really cared for the Eagles. I never really like paid too much attention to them, but now I'm paying more attention to them than ever. And again, I haven't talked about them. Okay, this dog won't shut up. So let me close my window and I'll start this in one, one second. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. God, these, I don't know what they're going so fucking crazy over, but they're all juiced up today. Anyways, um, so about the Eagles, going back to the Eagles, um, I love Jalen Hurts as a person. He's really, really cool. His work ethic is obviously extremely, extremely high. Um, I just really like what they're doing right now. Uh, again, I haven't talked about this team nearly enough all year, especially considering it's looking like they're going to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to have a shot of beating a team like the Cowboys or anything, but just having, uh, the potential Eagles versus Cowboys in the playoffs would be awesome as is just because how historic that rival rivalry is, how bitter that rivalry is. And again, they're playing some really, really solid hard nosed football. They're doing what a lot of teams are doing and finding success. They're just beating the shit out of teams. They're physical. They have an elite run game. They're controlling the clock. They're limiting their quarterback's mistakes and it's turned it into wins. So got to give them credit where it's due. Uh, the giants on the other hand are just an absolute mess. Like I said, Daniel Jones is out for the season. Um, Mike Glennon's probably going to start in this one again. He showed us absolutely nothing the past couple of weeks. He's honestly just looked horrendous and the Giants have fans have got to be unsatisfied. The Giants locker room, they've got to be some guys that are making business decisions. They know that they're not making a playoff. They You know, there's some guys who know they're not going to be there next year. So, again, I think just motivation is at an all-time low for the Giants. And I think for the Eagles, on the other hand, it's at an all-time high. They know that if they win this game, they're in very good shape to take a 7 seed in the playoffs, uh, especially when the Vikings lose to the Rams this weekend, which I think they will. That's going to help them a ton. So, again, I just really like the Eagles in this one here. 10 points is a shit ton. But like I said, the Eagles are playing really solid football. They're beating the teams. Their offensive line is looking like one of, if not the best in the league. And Jalen Hurts is doing just enough. And that run game is explosive. Whereas the Giants are on just a complete opposite path. Uh, Their franchise quarterback is hurt. Their backup is absolutely awful, causing way too many mistakes. And They just don't really have a whole bunch of talent on this team this defense was playing a lot better earlier in the year and they've kind of fallen apart in recent weeks so again i just the eagles also keep in mind they lost to the giants the first time around they played and i think they're not going to forget that they're going to beat the snot out of this team and i think 10 points is something you could take again not really something i'd be betting on but if you're an eagles fan if you're really confident in them um then yeah go ahead and take those points all right um, just really quickly, I got to say it because it's a divisional game and it's got some implications, I guess. Even though the Cowboys are already won their division, they're guaranteed a playoff spot. Uh, the Cowboys are going to whoop the Washington football team's ass. Um, I mean, I need to see their O, their offense, to play a little better before I put my name behind it, before I put money on it. But, I mean, their defense is just playing lights out. Micah Parsons is a legit Defensive Player of the Year candidate, in my opinion. He probably is the Defensive Player of the Year. Um... I'm not saying he is the best defensive player in the league. I still think TJ Watt is probably a little bit better there. But as far as team success, uh, that award definitely, I mean, all these awards, right? They all are dependent on your team success, on the expectations. Micah Parsons, obviously rookies don't have very high expectations. So he absolutely exceeded those expectations. And then some, he's been a very solid leader in this Dallas defense has, who has been honestly extremely, extremely good uh, for a few weeks now. Uh, they're they're a takeaway machine uh, and that's why playing two different positions having the stats to back it up I think Micah Parsons is my defensive player of the year and again team success is very much a factor in that if the Steelers were 10 and 4 right now then I would think TJ Watt would be the Walk away defensive player of the year, but because you know they're seven and seven or seven, six and one, or whatever the hell they are, um, I think you got to give that edge to Michael Parsons. And again, you can have your own opinion for that. I totally respect the TJ Wall argument. Um, I totally respect even the Trayvon Diggs argument, has a little bit of you know, uh, what's the word? Has a little bit of uh, but I'm looking for a word, has a little bit of meat on its bones. I don't know, that was a terrible analogy. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> but um. Yeah, in my opinion, it's Michael Parsons. All right, well, moving on, because that's enough said about that game. The Cowboys are going to win that game. I don't have a doubt in my mind the Cowboys are going to win that game. If they don't win that game, then they don't deserve to be in the NFC contention playoff conversation, and they'll probably lose in the first round to the Eagles if they lose a game like this. All right, and moving on to a really big game this weekend that I definitely could not put money on, but you guys know I have to talk about because I've been talking about this team all damn year very excited about this team you guys know i'm honestly a fan of this team um, i'm completely bought in and i just think it's awesome what they're doing i'm talking about the patriots and they are playing the bills this week at home first off you already know i'm my patriots i'm in on the patriots but josh allen keeps me unsure i mean he's a phenomenal talent he's extremely valuable to this team he's basically this team's entire offense and he's talented enough to do that he's uh I think if they had a better record he'd be a legitimate mvp candidate um you've seen at times when their offensive line breaks down when coverage is good that josh allen just kind of gets stalled out um i think that's why i really like the patriots in this game because we know how good belichick is against young quarterbacks we know how good belichick is against taking away team strengths and now that they don't have to deal with those conditions i think these this secondary is going to play The Bills wide receiver is very tough. Cole Beasley is out on this one, which on paper might not be the biggest hit to you guys, but I think it really does affect this game. It allows them to draw extra attention to Stephon Diggs, even then they don't really need it. I mean, JC Jackson is just now a lockdown corner um, and he's a takeaway machine too. So I think JC Jackson versus Stephon Diggs is going to be a great matchup to watch. I think we're going to see that a lot. And other than that, Outside of the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs connection, the Bills offense really isn't that elite of a unit. Again, it's just carried so heavily by Josh Allen and how amazing he is. Obviously, their defense is still very, very solid. But again, I just am really trusting McDaniels, Belichick to game plan very well. I think they're going to be able to expose the Bills defense a little bit because think about it last time, the bills literally only saw three passing plays by the patriots so they really don't have obviously there's other film from the rest of the year but belichick's a genius McDaniel's is a genius they're going to change up their game plans a lot the bills haven't even seen the proper passing game of the patriots yet so i think that's very critical in this game i think that's really going to affect the bills defense and how they play and again going back to the bills offense they're so one-dimensional That i think it really plays into the patriots hands well but again the talent of josh allen is just so tremendous that i can't really make it one of my best bets um if i was forced to bet on it i would say the patriots are going to win this one i think it's like a 27 24 battle and with this win they basically seal up their division but again both these teams are going to be so motivated for this game because they know what's at stake they know this game is practically the division and It's going to be extremely interesting to watch. I'm very much looking forward to this game. I will be watching this game and I cannot fucking wait. All right, the next game, again, another game with huge implications as far as playoffs and seedings and divisions and all that stuff. We've got the Bengals versus the Ravens. Um, If the Ravens lose this one, it's practically over. They're practically out of the playoffs. Um, I don't really see a way where they make it in. If they were to make it in, it'd be due to a lot of circumstantial shit of other teams losing. But I mean, there's just so many teams in the AFC that are so good that I just don't see a possible way that could happen. Um, And I don't know, I just... I've been so bought in on the Bengals and I've been saying the AFC North should run through the Bengals, but I'm a little bit nervous now. I mean, I really don't trust the Bengals coaching staff. I don't love their play calling. I love the talent and how they match up with the Ravens, But I just trust Harbaugh in these situations where you got to have it so much more than Zach Taylor and his guys. I mean, there's a lot more veteran leadership on the Ravens team as a whole. The Bengals are just a very young team, very inexperienced. They haven't really been in a situation like this. Obviously, it's in Cincinnati. And again, they match up with the Ravens very, very well. So in, in totality, I do think that the Bengals will win this one because I think they're just a far more talented football team but coaching staffs make a huge difference. Uh, veteran leadership does make a huge difference. Experience makes a huge difference and all that you have to give the edge to the Ravens. So if the Ravens really do keep it close or even win this one, I can't say I'll be surprised. I think it's going to be an absolutely amazing game. And again, this should be one of those games where whoever wins this one practically wins the division. And I mean, shit, even think about last week for the Ravens, I was, completely completely out i thought all these injuries were gonna catch up to him i thought aaron Rodgers was gonna carve him up and he did for a little bit and then the ravens found a way to you know bring the fight back to him and it was an amazing game and i could see something similar in this happening um i could see a way where the Bengals kind of choke a lead away the ravens come back uh the ravens are just the far more desperate team in this one and so due to the coaching staff due to the veteran leadership all the stuff i've already mentioned I really don't know where this game is going, not one I want to put my money on, but one I am, as a football fan, extremely excited to watch. And then the next game, I'm just going to take two seconds talking about this one, because uh, let's be honest, Tampa, I think Tampa's going it's, to, it's interesting because Carolina's defense is very much still legit. Of course, I am talking about Tampa versus Carolina, if you haven't put two and two together. Carolina's defense is very much still legit, but I just don't think it matters. Carolina's offense is such a mess right now. Now we're hearing reports that Sam Darnold's going to get some reps in this game. I don't think that's a way you win football. I don't really think you can just like sub quarterbacks in and out in the middle of games. I don't really think that's going to help them out. Um, But, and we know Tampa's defense is still very good and Carolina's offense being as incompetent as it is, I think they're going to force some takeaways. I think they could even get some points from their defense in this one. If you're a fantasy manager and you own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, be sure to start them up this week. Um, but again, coming back to Tampa's offense, a lot of their guys are out. Antonio Brown should be back in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of Antonio Brown because I don't think Mike Evans is back. I know Chris Godwin's obviously out for the season. Leonard Fournette's not going to be in this game, so I think we're going to see. It's so weird to say, but I think we're going to see a decent amount of Le'Veon Bell. I think we're going to see a decent amount of Le'Veon Bell and a decent amount of Antonio Brown. It feels like 2017 again, and they're back on the Steelers together. It's just so weird to see these two guys. Playing with Tom Brady of all people in Tampa Bay, Florida. If you told someone that three years ago that yeah, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are going to be playing with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, Florida, can you imagine? You would have, they would have thought you were fucking crazy. It's just it's weird to say this stuff out loud, but it's a, it's a weird word, world we live in. Uh, a lot of different moving parts. Um, but I've got to say, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Tampa's offense should do just enough to win this game. Um, I think they're favored by 10 points, which is a lot considering how many weapons they're missing and how many replacement guys are being put in. So again, not really a game I want to bet on, but I think Tampa wins this one. They know what's at stake. They know they can't really lose another one. Um, Playoffs are just around the corner. They're going to have to start getting some confidence back and starting to build off something for when they do get those guys back, like Mike Evans, like Leonard Fournette, that they can just, you know, get straight into things, keep things rolling, and hopefully go on another Super Bowl run for themselves. All right. And that's going to be it for the p- games I'm previewing. The rest of the games don't really matter. No one's really wants to talk about the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars games or shit like that. Um, actually, I guess really quickly, let me touch on like literally two seconds. The Rams are going to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota season's going to be over. Uh, yeah, th- I don't really think I have to say much else. I mean, I think this can be a very high scoring game. I know it's the highest scoring over under of the week. I'm not too good at the whole over and under betting bullshit. I always seem to fuck those up. So I'm not really going to mess with that. Uh, and this, long story short, there's a couple storylines to look for in this game is how can the Rams slow down this Minnesota Vikings rushing offense. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is out now, but Alexander Madison is a very good backup. Um, can Kirk Cousins limit his mistakes because we have seen him choke up a little bit as of recent? This game isn't in prime time, so I don't really expect that normal Kirk Cousins under the spotlight choke. Um, and how I, another matchup? Sorry, I just completely—I <laughs> uh, you guys couldn't see it, but. I totally just got distracted by something in my room. Um, my yeah, my dog is trying to get in through my window. Anyways, um, where what was that? Got me so distracted. Oh yeah, um, I'm very curious to see the Justin Jefferson Jalen Ramsey matchup. Um, I think the advantage kind of goes to Jalen on that one because Justin is more of the precise route running, uh, smaller dude. I think Jalen Ramsey is really just going to be impressed, man. A lot. He's going to physically just try and throw him off his game by physically dominating him. Um, I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson is going to be completely slowed down because we know how spectacular Justin Jefferson is. And now Adam Thielen's back in this one. So there's going to be some opportunities there to be had. Obviously, you're not going to be like benching Justin Jefferson or anything like that in your fantasy leagues. But it's just an interesting matchup to watch. Um, The Rams sounded like they're getting Cam Akers back. How is that possible? By the way, the dude tore his Achilles. Like how? I don't. That's the fastest Achilles tear I've ever, whatever. I don't get that. I saw those posts and all the comments were the exact same. Like, how is this guy back? And I'm in complete agreeance. I don't understand it, but Hey, good for him. Um, good for the Rams. I think they got a big win in this one. I think the Viking season is effectively over. Um, could see a very high scoring game in this one could be very, very fun to watch. Um, can the Vikings pull it out? I guess is a big question. If they can, it'd be a miracle. Um, their playoff hopes would still be alive somehow. And, this team would officially be like the the hardest fucking team in the league to figure out. They're just so goddamn weird and they can beat the best teams in the league on any week and they can literally lose to the Lions on any week. So, so much confusion with this team. But again, if I had to pick one, I'd just say the Rams. A lot of interesting storylines going on there. Um, again, the Rams with a win in this one. And if the Cardinals lose this weekend, the Rams take over as the leaders in the NFC West, which I think they will by the end of the weekend, obviously. And with the Vikings loss in this one, they'll be effectively out of playoff contention. All right. And then, yeah, as far as other games, just no one really cares. Like I was saying about <laughs> Jacksonville versus the Jets, uh, Chargers are going to whip the Texans ass and Raiders Broncos. Again, doesn't really fucking matter. Cause I don't think either of those teams are going to make the playoffs. And I mean, the only reason why it matters is it's just, I guess that one in that particular instance is it's it's going to be interesting to see how drew Locke plays. And then I guess for the Dolphins and Saints, again, I don't really see either of these teams as playoff contenders, but I guess it'll be interesting to see how Ian Book plays because I didn't really think he was an NFL-ready quarterback, but here he is getting his opportunity to start, Um, and I think that's going to be a really low-scoring, ugly game in prime time, so hopefully, hopefully it's one of those defensive battles where there's a lot of turnovers, a lot of takeaways that turn into scores, and it'll be a little bit fun to watch, but again, not really expecting too much from those games there, and then Jets Jaguars that only matters for draft order but it I I'm willing to bet the Jets are going to win. Um if I had to pick, it's basically a pick 'em right now. I think the Jets might be favored by like half a point. If I'm not mistaken, I can check right now. Uh Sorry if you can hear my dog. No, it's a pick 'em. Yeah, it's a pick 'em. So yeah, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd pick the Jets, but again, uh I learned my lesson a couple weeks ago just don't bet on trash teams. So Yeah, just don't really expect much from that game. All right, moving on to my playoff predictions and my playoff pictures. We're going to jump straight into the NFC and how I have them seeded. We're going to start at seven and work our way all the way up to one. So obviously, I already spoiled this earlier. At seven, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles barely slipping into the seventh seed. The Saints and the Vikings are very close. Um, I'd say the Saints are honestly closer than the Vikings because I do think the Vikings are going to lose to the Rams this weekend. Um, if it wasn't Ian book this weekend, I would probably have them here at the seventh seed. I think they'd sneak in with Taysom Hill and how well coached they are and how good that defense is because that defense is really, really damn good. People aren't giving them the credit they deserve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got the Eagles here because of the easier schedule, that's honestly just that, that come, that's the difference of it. That really all I can say there at the sixth seed, I've got the 49ers at the fifth seed. I've got the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, that's right. They lose the division to the Rams just barely at the end of the season. They kind of just choked it out for themselves. Again, just a very young team, still developing. I like what I see here in the future. Kyler Murray is obviously an incredible talent. Um, They obviously have a ton of dudes on the defense who are extremely young, and I still think that this team's ceiling can be very high going forward. Um, But just young coaching staff, young players, uh, still a locker room that's trying to find an identity. So... I think because of all those reasons, they barely lose the division uh, with a loss this week and with the Rams win this weekend Um, to the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, I just forgot the name of the Rams for some reason. The number three seed, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Number two seed, I have the Dallas Cowboys and the number one seed, I have the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the big bag Packers get the one seed and Lambeau Field, as we know, is probably the best home field advantage in sports. So we're going to see that play out in the playoffs. Moving on to the AFC and how I've got them seated. I've at seven, and this was hard as hell because again, it's only due to this weekend and them playing the Patriots. I've got the Bills at seven. At six, I've got the Colts. At five, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. At four, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, this is hard as hell. Comes down to this weekend but I don't see a loss on the rest of their schedule. I'm going to stick with my boys. I've at three. I've got the New England Patriots. So fucking hard though, again, because the talent of Josh Allen might just carry the bills to this three seed. But got to stick with my gut. I've got the Patriots here. Number two seed, we've got the Tennessee Titans. And the number one seed, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Crazy how fast they can turn things around. All right, and then with all those picks, let's talk about Wild Card Weekend. Wild Card Weekend, First round, I've got the Cowboys versus the Eagles. This is going to be an awesome game because, again, this intense rivalry, how much these teams hate each other. This is going to be a very, very exciting game. Um, weirdly enough, this was probably the hardest game to pick out of the wild card games out of the NFC, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they're just a the more talented team. I think that they, hopefully their offense for their sake will have picked up a little bit by then. Hopefully they'll have gotten their shit together a little bit. Dak will hopefully be a little more healthy from that calf strain, and again, their defense is very, very good. They capitalize on mistakes. Excuse me. I think they could see a takeaway or two in this one, and I just think they're the more talented football team, even if they're not necessarily better coached. Because Nick Sirianni is doing a pretty damn good job with the Eagles, and I don't like Mike McCarthy's overall management of time and how he calls some plays in some certain scenarios. I know that's more Kellen Moore, but still, I don't really like the coaching very much for the Cowboys, but I think the talent shines through here and I think they win this one. Next game, I've got the Bucks versus the 49ers. This game would be Fun. This game would be very fun and this would be very tough. Unfortunately, I just don't think the Niners match up very well with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to find ways to slow down this 49ers running offense and that's going to really hinder Jimmy G. So give me the Bucks in this one. Again, not talking about it too extensively. The next game, Rams versus the Cardinals in the first round of wildcard weekend. I mean, I've already talked about this extensively. Cardinals are in a bit of a free fall. Cardinals don't really have a very solid identity. Cardinals are a very young team that are still maturing and learning how to win football in the NFL. So give me the Rams here. Enough said. All right. Then we'll move on to the wild card section of the AFC. First round, I've got the Titans. Birth- Whoa. Sorry, guys. That was probably super fucking loud. I'm sorry about that. <coughs> that was my little. uh. I've got like this wrist strength grip thing. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain if you don't know what they are. Um, but anyways, wildcard weekend. I've got the Titans versus the Bills. I've got the Titans winning this one, sneaking it out simply because I think they're the our well-rounded team. And it's going to make for a very interesting game. It's going to be interesting to see the, because Derrick Henry should be back in this game, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see. How he plays, how healthy he is, if he continues to dominate this Bills team, which is, you know, probably has nightmares of Derrick Henry, especially Josh Norman, that stiff arm, never forget. But again, even earlier this year, he ran all the, all over them. Um, I'm hoping he can be 100% in this game because this would be an extremely, extremely, extremely fun game to watch. And yeah, I mean, I guess I just have to go with the Titans because the more well-rounded, better coach team. And they should have a lot of their guys back by then, which is really what they want. Um... I'm hoping they can get it all together by then, um, and you know, like really be clicking on all cylinders. Because again, these team, these guys have missed missed so much time. But the reason why I think they will is because AJ Brown just came back for the first time in like what three or four weeks, and he had ten catches, 146 yards, and two touch or one touchdown. It's very obvious that Ryan Tannehill is very dependent on these guys and knows these guys very, very well. So I think if Derrick Henry is back in this one, the Titans win. Next wild card game, we've got the Colts versus the Patriots. I think the Patriots do not make the same mistakes they do. I think they game plan very well. I trust Belichick over any other coach in the league in January. And I think the Patriots find a way to win this one at home. Again, being at home does help them a lot in this one. So give me the Patriots there. Um, Kind of one of those gut feeling games, not too much analytically to say, I think we could see some Carson Wentz mistake. I think we see Belichick be Belichick in full playoff form. I think they have a great game plan for how to slow down Jonathan Taylor and that running offense. And this is a very this is a very sketchy one, right? Because I just said in the previously in this episode that I think if the Colts win this game against the Patriots I think they could seriously be in the super bowl. Like I shit, you not, I think they can be absolutely any team. Like I said earlier, I think if they make it past the Patriots, I think they line up very or match up very well with the chiefs. I think they match up very well with the chargers. I think they match up very well with the Titans. Uh, so just saying the Bengals for example, but yeah, we'll see. Um, unfortunately they just, Kind of draw the short end of the stick, and they face Bill Belichick in the first round of the playoffs, which isn't a you know recipe for success. Next, we've got the Chargers versus the Bengals. Uh, just give me the Chargers in this one again. Not going to overanalyze the Chargers. I just like a little bit more what they've got on their coaching staff. I like a little bit more of their veterans on their team. This. Bengals team is extremely young, not that the Chargers team isn't, but I just have a little bit different of a feeling about it. I like the Chargers play calling a little bit more. I don't like the Bengals play calling as, more, as much, and we already saw the Chargers kind of whip the Bengals ass earlier this year, so I think the Chargers pull out this one. All right, let's start. Let's go back to the NFC for the divisional round. The divisional round, I've got the Rams at the Packers. Uh, yeah, Packers are going to win that game. Any game they have at home, they're going to win, which you, know, you can figure out what I mean by that. And then i've got the buccaneers at the cowboys i can't believe i'm about to say this but give me the cowboys to eliminate tom brady and his buccaneers um honestly again not too much to say here i just it's kind of one of those gut feeling games i just think playing in dallas uh with all with how well this defense has been playing with the injuries to tampa bay recently um, with some of their controversy with Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin is an absolutely massive hit. I think it shows up big in this game. And I, I, I don't know. I I really don't. I mean, I'm being stupid, right, for counting out Tom Brady and, I mean, Tom Brady and Tom Brady, right, in the playoffs. But I don't know. It's just, I just, I I can't explain it. I just think if they've played tomorrow or you know, fucking whenever this would be three weeks from now and assuming the Buccaneers are a little more healthy, I still think the Cowboys would win. Call me crazy. I don't know. Um, Either way, I don't think it really fucking matters because I think either one of these teams when they go to Lambeau field is going to lose slash will lose to the Packers. I don't see any team going into Lambeau in January and beating them. So I guess I just spoiled my pick. The championship round, Cowboys at Packers, I've obviously got the Packers winning the NFC, going to the Super Bowl, representing the NFC. and. I'll tell you who wins in a second. Let's talk about the divisional matchups of the AFC first. I've got the Chiefs versus the Titans. Uh or I guess it's Titans at Chiefs, you know what I mean. I've got the Chiefs in this one. I just think they're really cooking a a very good time. Uh they're finding their confidence. Um this should be an amazing fucking game cuz if the Titans are all healthy. But I just really like what I'm seeing from this Chiefs defense. I really like how they're play calling and again, I just, I've seen them be here before. I've seen them do it before. So I trust them to win big in this scenario. And again, you could say like, oh, well then you've seen the bucks do it before. Why aren't you picking the bucks over the Cowboys? That's a great point. You can, you can flip them if you want. I don't care. Let's, let's just say, yeah, sure. The bucks are going to beat the Cowboys, but it doesn't matter because the bucks are going to Lambeau and they're going to lose regardless. So that's what I got to say about that. The next game, we've got the Patriots versus the Chargers. I believe this would be in new England. Wait, what's my seating? Yeah, this would be in New England. Um, Yeah, I've got the Patriots. Again, not too much to say here. Uh, Belichick in January. Yeah, seen him do it before. Like how they match up with the Chargers. Their secondary is really good. Their defense is really good. Uh, They're going to force some turnovers from Herbert. Herbert's still a young quarterback at the end of the day. We already saw this matchup play out earlier in the year, and Herbert really did have one of his worst games of the year um, due to Belichick's genius. I think we see that again. So again, that leaves my Super Bowl as the Packers versus the Chiefs in SoFi Stadium. I think this would be, this is what I want to happen heartedly because I think these are the two best teams in the league right now. And I think they're both very deserving of it. Um, but overall, I mean, I just think the Packers are the more complete team. I've seen more from them week in and week out. They've consistently been at the top of the mountain for many weeks now. So of course, I've got the Packers winning the Super Bowl green or Aaron Rodgers winning his super bowl MVP again. And I've got him sticking around in green Bay for a long time to come. Um, I've already said that earlier in this pod, it's going to suck, but I just really don't see him leaving green Bay. I don't see why he would leave green Bay. Sorry about my fucking dog. I want to, I hate that guy. That's Loki. He's the worst. He hates me. I don't know why I didn't do anything to him. Um, if you know, you know, Loki sucks. Uh, he's very cute, but God, he's annoying. Um, yeah, he probably just hears my voice and wants me to shut up. Yeah, that's definitely what's happening every time I'm talking. He's just yapping. All right, well, that's going to do it for me, guys. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Let me know if you guys agree with my playoff picks. Let me know if you guys agree with my picks for the games this weekend. I hope you guys make some money on Christmas Day. Take the Colts big um, and have can expect them to continue to keep rolling. Other than that, just a lot of playoff games or playoff implication games online. So be sure to t- stay tuned on Sunday. This should be a very interesting week for football. Thank you so much for listening to this little bit longer episode. Ignore my fucking dog. I'm leaning close to my mic now, so hopefully you guys can't hear him. And Thank you guys so much once more. Have a good rest of your guy- day, guys. Have a nice rest of your guy days. Nice one, Jack. Peace out.